Welcome to the MS Gym Podcast, where we give you the tools to live life by design, not by diagnosis. I'm your host, Brooke Slick, and here we go. Hi, guys. In today's episode, I want to share my thoughts on a topic that's near and not so dear to so many of us, mobility devices, also known as mobility aids or assistive devices. I'm talking about canes, arm crutches, walkers, rollators, wheelchairs, or any other contraption we use in order to keep us upright, functional, and safe. Whether you currently use a device, are thinking about it, or you never want to think about the fact that you might have to use one someday, listen closely. This episode's for you. I personally have experience with three types of assistance. My first was a trekking pole that I started using about a decade ago. My second was a foot brace that I ended up wearing for a little over three years. And my third was a second trekking pole that I added to my mobility repertoire just last year, mainly for outside the home. The interesting thing is I didn't go looking for any of these aids. They weren't on my radar at all. A mobility device would have labeled me disabled. And come on, nobody wants to be that. Nope, they all came into my life at the suggestion of others. Others who noticed I needed some help, but likely knew that I was too stubborn to ever consider it. The trekking poles came to me from my brother, who was working at a trendy sporting goods outfitter at the time. He surprised me with them after a football game we were attending and said, hey, you know, just try them out. And I did right then and there in the parking lot. But I only used one. Why would I need two, I thought at the time. The trekking pole was a game changer for a couple of reasons. First off, my foot drop had been getting worse, and I was tripping all over the place all the time. And the second was my the spasticity in my right arm, right wrist, and right hand wouldn't allow me to hold the typical cane properly because the canes that the handle's kind of horizontal, whereas the handle for a trekking pole is vertical, and it was like a perfect fit for my funky MS wrist. Onto the foot brace. I worked in an imaging facility um, for about seven years. It was during my time there that I was officially diagnosed with MS and where I saw the majority of my physical decline start to become outwardly visible. So much so that I had fallen six times already at work. Many of those tumbles happened right in front of my coworkers and one of the most embarrassing moments was when I tripped and catapulted right across the shiny wood floors and slid right between the legs of the president of the company. Not kidding you. One day, one of the x-ray techs came to me and told me about a patient of hers who wore a foot brace. He didn't have MS, but he had foot drop from some injury or something. She said you couldn't even see it when he wore it, and he told her that it changed his life. Don't ask me why, probably the part where she said you can't see it, but it got me to Googling foot braces. The next thing you know, I'm at the orthotic specialist trying on one of those hard plastic tube-like things that encase your lower leg. I gave it a try and almost killed myself trying to walk across the carpeted flooring. I was like, no thanks, walked out, never came back. I did my own research, as so many of us do, and found a low-profile foot brace that was designed for very active individuals and even athletes. It took some getting used to, and it certainly narrowed down my choice of attractive footwear, but it was a far cry from the plastic straight jacket-like thing that was my only other option. 
I gave the brace up after about three years of using it. I was afraid it was hindering the natural strength in my foot and ankle, and I knew for sure it was messing with my hip alignment. Most recently, last year actually, at the insistence of Trevor and his endorsement of using two trekking poles instead of one, I gave it a go. And the next thing you know, I had the stability and I was able to walk confidently no matter what terrain I was on. Because of this one change in the last two years, I've made three trips to New York City and one to the beach. Trips I never would have been able to manage without the two poles. As I mentioned earlier, I didn't start using any of these devices or using them in the way that I ended up using them because I thought it was a good idea. I never thought using any of them was a good idea ever because who wants to add more items that make you look more disabled? So great. These tools gave me the ability to independently enjoy something I hadn't been able to enjoy in over a decade. But these activities were all done in locations where nobody knew me. I was completely anonymous. They were congested or active locales where everyone's too busy living life and going about their business to analyze what's up with the gimpy chick with the trekking poles. I found great satisfaction in just blending into the scenery and going about my adventures without any judgment, pity, or poor thing looks from bypassers. They had no idea who I used to be. These people didn't have my past physical identity to compare to. This was my identity to them. But what about at home? You can't stay on vacation forever. What about at your local grocery store? What about at the mall, church, or sitting at the Thanksgiving table? Family gatherings can be a life sucker if all you have on your mind is what everybody is thinking about. Poor you. Guess what? They're not. They're just glad you could make it. They don't care how you got there or what it looks like. They just want you to pass the damn mashed potatoes. For real. Just that you're sitting there with them, having conversation, and spending quality time with family and friends is their goal and yours too, right? You've got to think to yourself, even though each of us navigate through life with different modes of transportation, whether on two feet or on four wheels, we each have the same goal. We want to be part of the action. We want to attend the wedding. We want to go to the movies. We want to visit the top of the Empire State Building. We want to go to our kids' play at school. Here's the thing. Once we all get to wherever we're going, disabled or not, mobility device or not, the view is the same for all of us. We're all going to see the bride and groom kiss. We're all going to gasp and cover our eyes during the scary part of the movie. We're all going to get a tear in our eye when our kid gleams with pride because he said his lines in the play perfectly. It doesn't matter how we got there or what we looked like getting there, graceful or not. What matters is being a part of the experience once you get there. My hope for you guys, especially as the holidays and the new year approach, is that you can sit back for a moment and rethink how you think about using mobility device and what it may be holding you back from. You can still be the one wearing the most spectacular holiday outfit at the event. You can still be the person who brings the buffalo chicken dip that everybody counts on at every family function. You can still be the person that people can't wait to see because your smile 
in your personality are more noticeable than any mobility device you might be using. My challenge to you is to go get your walker, go get your trekking poles, go get your cane or your wheelchair. If you don't already own them and you think you need them, go get some. Get them and at the very least, try one thing, just one, that you've been wanting to do for so long, but your vanity or your self-sabotaging thoughts have kept you from doing it. This is your time. Remember, you are you. You are not how you got there. Much love, guys. We'll see you on the next episode. For more information on the MS Gym, check them out at themsgym.com, on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. If you'd like to know what I've been up to lately, you can find me at brookslick.com. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next episode of the MS Gym Podcast.